Welcome back. My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, a podcast, if you're unaware, where we talk about TV shows mm. and movies and all kinds of fun nonsense. In this episode, we're going to be covering The Long Kiss Goodnight from 1996, mm. uh, a movie requested by one of our patrons, a Becky. 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 Look at this movie. <laughs> we have certain uh, a tier, a tier of Patreon where people can force us to watch one of their favorite movies and uh, we have to review it on the show, recap it on the show. And that's what you're, that's what we're doing. That's what you're listening to or watching on YouTube or Spotify video right now. You can join the Patreon at patreon.com slash streaming things and get a variety of bonuses. And pretty soon we're actually going to, we're going to take a look at that for 2024. So stay tuned. I think it's, I think you guys are going to love it. Yeah. We big, get lots of good stuff. Big things happening on the horizon for old streaming things in the year 2024. A little sniper Tony slipped out just then. Oh, 2024. Old streaming things. Yeah. You might've already noticed by now. Well, this is the second of two episodes that have released this week, but there's a third one coming out on Friday. Uh, Lost episode 16 of Lost. Yeah. Uh, we'll be covering that. We're going to three episodes a week again. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we're going to be covering some really cool stuff this year. Really excited for you guys to see it. Yeah, we've got a release calendar planned uh, that's yeah. very exciting for 2024. Yeah. iKit will not be here next week. So it, uh, it'll be Steve Madison and a mystery third host, most likely, because I will be at the 2024 uh, Sundance Film Festival um, while we're recording next week's episode. So mm-hmm. I won't be there. So look forward to my coverage of that and all kinds of other fun things soon. You'll be in our thoughts and prayers. Definitely. Oh, you're always in my prayers. T's and P's. You're for always, your boy? You're always in my T's and P's. Yeah, send your boy some T's and P's if you could. And T's, tids and bits. Tids and bits. <laughs> <laughs> That's T's and B's. It's different. It's, oh, huh, yeah. Hmm. And so it could also be tits and butts. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, there's a lot of good things being thrown your way. <laughs> out, of all those, out of all those acronyms, you got some good stuff. <laughs> uh, so, Steve, as we do, we always discuss our overall thoughts, uh, our relationship and history with each movie, and then we do the play-by-play what was your experience watching The Long Kiss Goodnight, I believe, for the first time? It was for the first time. I actually sort of had an epiphany when this came up because there was a lot of movies that came out in the 90s that people have suggested that we watch. Sure. And I just, I, I've never seen them. Like, apparently the 90s are a huge blind spot for me, specifically like the mid 90s. That's interesting because that is my favorite decade. Like if according to Letterboxd, it is my highest rated mm-hmm. decade. I think what uh, I think what's happening, at least in my case, is, you know, you had older I, siblings I, watching a lot of 80s stuff? Yeah, maybe? I had older siblings. I'm watching what they're watching, but also the the early to mid 90s for me as little Steve. You know, little kids like watching. When you movie. had your rap career, little Steve? <laughs> little, little, little Steve. <laughs> born in West Milford area, boy, born little. and raised. <laughs> um, you know how like little kids, they like have a movie and they like grip onto and they just watch over and over again. The early nineties for me was like dominated by Jurassic park and star Wars. So like hmm. that was just my life, you know, back then. So I think a lot, especially a lot of these movies that were, you know, aimed towards like adult audiences, like your last kiss. Good nights. You weren't um, watching American beauty, you know? Yeah. I wasn't watching American beauty. I wasn't watching last kiss. Good night. So, and by the time I got old enough to really appreciate those movies, I was focused on what was coming out in real time, you know, and Lord, I of just, the Rings. Lord of the Rings, Matrix, all those things. And so uh, it's been fun. This exercise of patrons choosing what we watch has been fun because you get these 90s movies that uh, I, I don't know anything about. I've never seen. And to be honest, be honest, kid, don't lie. Um, I had no clue what this movie was. That's the best I, feeling. I think though. I had seen the poster. I, I The only thing I knew about this movie was I was vaguely aware that Samuel L. Jackson was in it. But mm. other than that, 
didn't know a thing. That's actually like a 50-50 chance <laughs> at all times. That's true. I mean, he I think he was like the, for a while there, he was like, he may still be the highest earning actor of all time because he's just in, he says yes to fucking everything. So he's just in a lot of he's, stuff. That he's made not, a ton he doesn't of money. have the most credits. I mean, there's some Bollywood right. actors that have been in thousands of movies. Right. But also I think um, uh, James Wong. Yeah. James Wong has, has more credits than him and probably even Danny Trejo. But, but I'm saying he, because he's in so much and so much of what he's been in have, has gone on to be like super successful mega yeah, franchise I mean, he's hits. In, what? He's in Star Wars. He's in the Marvel movies. He's mm-hmm. in Jurassic Park. He's in a ton of stuff. And, and it's a bunch of successful things. So I, for a while, he was like the most successful box office wise actor. I don't know and if this, he's that this anymore. this run currently that we're in right now is wild too because he was in Jurassic Park. 93. Uh, and then he was in uh, Last Kiss, Kiss Goodnight. I don't know how well this movie did, but it was a big zeitgeist it, movie. It did not do well. Uh, the Die Hard with a Vengeance is right around this time as well, isn't it? it? Is it not? Uh, some yeah, it's in the nineties, I think. And he was out. He was in something else. He's in so like seriously. It's oh, me Pulp Fiction. S- I'm fucking stupid. Oh yeah, Pulp. Duh. What the fuck are we on? Uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park. True Romance. True Romance. Uh, and then uh, Pulp Fiction. Yep. Um. Die Hard, Die Hard with, with a Vengeance, Vengeance 95. More like 95. Hard Eight, Paul Thomas Anderson's first film. I've never even seen it. Um, a Time to Kill. That's what I was trying to oh, think of. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. This is the poster that I had in my head when I said Philadelphia. Uh, the time, time to time Kill? To kill. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, okay. <laughs> I think um, Philadelphia has a similar poster style. Jackie Brown. Ooh, Sphere. He was in Sphere. Out of Sight. Underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the and Negotiator. Then, <laughs> and then he capped off the 90s with... Phantom Menace, baby. Did yeah. you know the main character? I'm sure you knew this, but I am reading a lot about the 70s cinema, as we've talked about before, mm-hmm. that uh, uh, I love these tangents we go on. People people live for these. I think so. <laughs> uh, Mace Windu was like the main character of Star Wars. Yeah. And the original like draft. Yeah. He yeah. like loved that name. And mm-hmm. it was called The Force of Others. And uh, Brian De Palma is responsible for most of like, he gave him so much shit at the initial screening. Like, dude, what the fuck is this? The force of the farts of others. What are you talking about, dude? Um, and kind of the, this kind of, yeah, George Lucas needs, uh, he, like the dude is just, uh, uh, a, a, a fire, a fire hydrant of like ideas. Yeah. A lot of them aren't good. You need someone to like, rein I knew it him was in. Luke Starkiller. But Star I did Killer, not yeah. know that initially Mace Windu was just like the first name he came up with. And he yeah. fucked with that name so heavy because uh, we're doing a Star Wars deep dive soon. I guess this would be more appropriate for that conversation. Oh, yeah. Just then. so you know, like end of February, we're starting a Star Wars <laughs> marathon. Just so you know, no big deal. <laughs> Long no. kiss. Good night, baby. Long kiss. Good night. So what was it like? You realized you'd never seen it before. Yeah. You I re- thought uh, Sam Jackson was in Philadelphia. <laughs> and then. <laughs> and then. Uh, no, And then. So like I, I sat down to watch this movie didn't know anything about it. I think as I pulled it up on Apple TV to start watching, because um, uh, it always has that little synopsis that you kind of read. And the first sure. thing I read is like basically Gina Davis is Jason Bourne. And I'm like, OK. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, but before Jason Bourne. Yeah. But yeah. But seriously, but before Jason Bourne, Jason Bourne got all their good ideas from this movie. Uh, so we're I, I, I booted up. I start playing it. Kid. <laughs> you can call me Chris. The ride. I went on <laughs> for two hours and one minute. I never, did you went- know this was a Shane black script? No. So when the open, so the opening credits is like somebody writing cursive. I'm like, Oh, I feel that pain. But, uh, <laughs> and then like, uh, like Gina Davis. Oh, cool. Samuel Jackson. Oh, I knew that. Um, Brian Cox. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then written by Shane black. <gasps> yeah, baby. So you knew it was Christmas and immediately. Then, as soon as it like went, I'm like, Oh, of course it's Christmas time. We got <laughs> Shane black here. 
And, and the movie starts off and I'm just kind of like, oh my gosh, this is so corny. I'm not really into it. And then it cuts to the first Samuel Jackson scene and he's saying all the things he's saying. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? And then it, as the movie progresses, it's just insanity on top of insanity on top of insanity. And everything's a check off something. Chekhov's gun and cock pants. Oh yeah. Uh, Chekhov's flaming dead guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I mean, I Chekhov's think it's a, arm cast. It's a great script. And, and I, like by the end of the movie, I'm like, this is so fucking fun. <laughs> this is the right level of stupid. Uh, Cause it's, it's, it is, there's a lot of things in it that's stupid, but it's the fun kind of stupid that yeah. like I'm, I'm in and the action's pretty good. And uh, th- there's a scene with like, so, uh, like one guy like shoots a, a, what can only be described as a fireball out of a shotgun. And then a child is thrown through that hole. I was just, <laughs> okay. Oh, when one eye Jack shows up with that, yeah. I guess it's a shotgun. I guess. What the fuck? How did he get that gun? I don't know. He just like shot like a fireball and like exploded half the house. And then they throw a, one grenade at them in the train station and it demolishes the city block. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. G- good. It is just an enjoyable time. I, I really had no expectations for this movie, but I left thinking like, this is one of the highlight. This is the highlight of 2024 so far for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we're early in the year, but this is honestly like, I haven't seen any new movies this year yet, but I don't know if anything can top the first time I just watched. I the highly, Kiss Goodnight. If you like this, this is a, another tangent. I highly recommend Jason Statham and the beekeeper. I'm going to make a bunch of bees. It is this, but obviously tenfold. Uh, that movie knows what it is. It's directed by David Ayer. Um, okay. Of Suicide Squad fame? I would say more wrote Training Day and directed Fury. <laughs> uh, but sure. The Ayer cut that we never got. Um, Released the Ayer cut. And written by Kurt Wimmer who works with David Ayer oh, okay. a couple times, uh, but he also did a ton of good movies. He writes like law abiding citizen and a bunch of good credits, but uh, that movie's fucking bonkers. It's literally, there's a line in that movie where the villain gets the upper hand momentarily on Jason Statham, who is a beekeeper and says I'm a beekeeper. to be or not to be and goes to, to deliver the killing blow. I swear to God. <laughs> Please tell me before Jason Statham kills somebody, he goes, buzz, buzz. <laughs> <laughs> so the beekeeper is actually like a government agent position. It's a whole thing. Uh, but here, I'm going to read my review. Oh, so it's a title that the government bestows upon like the best agent they have or something. He's the former beekeeper, but he's out of commission. We need to call the current beekeeper. Yeah, it's a whole thing. And it was like, clearly Kurt Wemmer got high, read a wiki about bees. <laughs> And thought of this movie because it's this real. There's a lot of actual bee lore in the movie where like one of the cops, the detective is like reading about bees. Like there's a bee book that she finds in his a stuff. Bee book. And she's like, sometimes a bee will kill the queen. If it gives poor male offspring, it's called the queen slayer. Uh, and, and it's a whole thing, dude, but here's my review. Oh my God. D- does, is there an officer that walks into the office and just starts doing a weird dance? And they're like, the crime's on fifth street. Follow him. <laughs> Cause that's how, that's how bees like tell them where the flowers are. They do a weird bee dance. So you knew more about bees than I did to make yeah. that joke. And I didn't get it. We're going extinct. There's not many of us left. This is my review. The uninitiated may see this as simply another B grade action flick with cheap thrills oh, and corny one liners. Oh man. But there are did layers to this. I, I did. Good, good. But there are layers to this comb. <laughs> this is a movie that begs society to be all it can be. It goes down sweet like honey, but with quite a sting. Believe Jesus. the buzz. The beekeeper will be kicking some serious ass. Why? 
it bees like that sometimes. <laughs> and the reason I'm so proud of that yes, review queen. is because people read that and they, they roll their eyes as they should. Yeah. And then they see the movie and they're like, oh, this is like the script. This is how it is. <laughs> Holy shit. This is kind of awesome. Okay. I'll be honest with you. I had, be honest. I had, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I had negative interest in seeing the beekeeper, but based off what you just, I mean, the to be or not to be line alone. That's an actual line from the I'm, movie. I'm fucking in. It's amazing. But I think this movie is like that, but nowhere near as bad. Um, so I was a huge fan of this movie as a kid. Uh, I was not watching appropriate things. I was watching A Time to Kill with my dad and watching uh, like a bunch of John Grissom adaptations and Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. I love movies like this. I was a huge action movie head. Barbed wire. Um, sure. <laughs> And uh, if they would, anything they would let me rent at movie warehouse, you know, I remember I famously that, what, that, that when he narked on you. No, that was Quills. Oh, OK. Uh, which is Jeffrey Rush and his dick the whole time playing the Marquis de Sade. That's the one he narked on me on um, and the, the, a rental, lot of, the, the rental employee. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then a bunch of like Kevin Smith movies and stuff. But I love this movie. I have not seen it in a couple of decades. So I'm very grateful to Becky for, for uh, having me watch this again. Um, I love Shane Black. Yeah, I think that Iron Man three is a little underrated. It's not very, that great. I think it's I think it's quite underrated. I like Iron Man three a lot. Uh, I was a very sad when our patrons did not let me watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang for the pod uh, for Christmas. That's a great movie. Uh, and the Nice Guys is one of my favorite movies of all time. Amazing movie. I'm a big fan. I don't know anything about his Predator movie. I've heard it's not good. It, <laughs> it, it is not. It's actually real bad. But he was in the first Predator. That's fun. Um, he's the one that makes the pussy jokes. I do think know. this script is amazing. I don't like the direction of this movie. Uh, and I don't like, this is sacrilege. I know the patrons are going to freak the fuck out. We have a lot of Gen X listeners and stuff that are going to be horrified by what I'm about to say. I don't think Gina Davis nails this. Um, I've been too spoiled by like, you know, Charlie's uh, Theron. Yeah. Like, like actresses with, you know, not actors, actors in general with like martial arts training who really do practical stunts and directors that do wide shots and let things breathe. Well, this movie um, is ahead of its time because the director, Rennie Harlan, um, I don't know if they're still married, but they were married at the time. This movie with was Gina made Davis? with Gina Davis. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> and they made this movie and, um, the, the swashbuckling movie that she stars in with Matthew Modine before this. Um, they purposely were making these movies because they wanted Hollywood to, uh, see women as action viable stars. action stars. Sure. So they were like do, making this movie with a purpose. Yeah. And I think that's commendable. It works. It, yeah. I mean, I give this movie a seven out of 10. I fucking love it. Uh, even uh, it's not even the corny script stuff. And I think that's all perfect. I just think there's some directorial choices. Some just like the way the shots are sometimes like there's a moment in the third act when she uh, successfully rescues her daughter after she blows up the freezer and stuff. And it's, like she's running out and there's a guy that comes up and like punches her with his gun and tries to like he runs up within arm's reach of her with his gun out. And then she like slowly grabs him in a clumsy way and like tired punches him. It's just it's a small thing, but it's like you had a gun. Yeah. You could have stood where you were and shot them. And, you know, it's just like <laughs> stuff like that. They're like, oh, don't ruin this for me with like little tiny mistakes. Sure. Yeah. Um, to the point where I would love this to be remade because uh, I love the idea. The, the only am thing amnesia is amnesia assassin is so fascinating to me. I love the moment where she's chopping the carrots. Chefs do this. I, I'm a chef. And you know, <laughs> but she's not, she's a killer. Uh, I love that shit. And I just want it to be redone with if, somebody a little grittier. If they remake this movie, you still have to have Samuel L. Jackson as Mitch Hennessy. I think maybe you, 
Jamie Foxx. There you go. Mm. <laughs> nope. It has, it has to be Samuel Jackson mm. or no one. <laughs> mm. I hate that his name's Hennessy. Uh, Mitch Hennessy. <laughs> but yeah, I just, uh, I, I love this movie. I just think it could be, it could be perfect. I, I, I do. I see what you're saying about Gina Davis. I do kind of want to push back a little bit on you, on you. And here's why. Like so, with your body? Well, yeah. Well, come here. <laughs> let's, Go ahead. Let's rub, let's rub butts. Uh, <laughs> um, so when this movie started and I didn't know where it was going or what it was, the beginning of the movie, there, there was a lot of directorial choices that were being made. And I'm like, this is so corny. This is so weird. Gina Davis, oh, I'm, not, I'm like, I'm not feeling it. But as the movie progressed, the movie's tone really does change. And the way she plays, the character changes just because, you know, there's split personality issues going on. And then I'm like, wait a minute, did they purposely make the beginning of the movie so like uh, Hallmark- yeah, for TV movie, so that when they turn that, they're like, "Oh, here's sweet uh, school teacher down Samantha home, Kane. Samantha Kane. She's she makes apple pie and <laughs> does the American dream. Oh, but then she, but when they do that switch, it's like, oh shit! Like, I, did they trick me this whole time? I, I felt like I was duped by this movie, but bamboozled. in a good way. Yeah, I thought I felt that the, the movie bamboozled me in a good way. Run amok. Yeah. I agree. I think that I think that was 100 percent the intention. It's also watching at this time. I realized. Uh, the fact that she's an assassin with amnesia was he probably heavily a part of the marketing. And mm -hmm. so they don't bother to make it like a reveal at all. It's just, it's uh, the the insidious implication underneath everything in the beginning. Like if you if you were aware in the 90s of the trailers and stuff, I think you would have enjoyed the beginning a lot more just kind of anticipating the turn. Um, because they, they, they cut back and forth between the villains and stuff throughout the entirety of even the part where she's just a nice homemaker. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was an interesting choice. I would like it to be played a little more of a reveal me personally. Um, if they were ever to remake it or something, does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. As somebody I, who walks in blind to movies by intentionally as often as possible, that would have been awesome to, Oh, she's an assassin where like they weren't what? interested in revealing that as a surprise clearly at any point in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but any hoozle, any hoozle, let's dive in. Let's do it. Uh, the, what is it? 40 minutes in now? Uh, so <laughs> no, it, opens with, it opens with the Christmas parade. We, uh, she is Samantha Kane. She's a, a hot Mrs. Claus. Uh, which, I, I do love how like, the, like she's so hot as Mrs. Claus. It's literally the on news. the news. The news is like <laughs> reporting in from Honesdale. Holy shit. Holy shit. I will sit on her lap if you know what I'm saying. Samantha Candy Kane. I'd love to give her my candy cane. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. I know what I want for Christmas this year. That ass. Back to you, Paula. More at 12. <laughs> Speaking of 12, I just went from six to midnight and they just have to cut him. They have to cut him off. But yeah, that happens. We're going later. to weather. She's had amnesia for eight years. Uh, and that she said she had a key in her pocket. That's all she knows. She had an ID that said Samantha Kane. They call it focal retrograde amnesia. Um, she would have been right at home on the island and lost. Um, <laughs> she was two months pregnant when she woke up and so that she has a kid now. And I guess she met a guy, I think his name's Hal, uh, shortly after they've been married for a few years. What's that guy's name? I don't, I never, I, think it's Hal. I never got his name in my notes. So all my notes is like, dude shows up. Like, Let me see. I bet dude. it's in the, uh, yeah, in Tom, my notes. uh, Amanda, uh, Armand, Ar Amanda's anyway, his name's Hal. Hal? Hal, H-A-L. H-A-L. Like, like so, the robot. Oh, so he's the robot. Hal 9000. That's right. He's uh, hound number one. Uh, and I then, did. I, so she's like a, 
she's a school teacher by yeah. trade. And I just kind of wrote like, how the fuck is she a teacher when she was born eight years ago? But then they explain it later in the movie where that was part of her cover. And so she had already had like, I guess the documents and fake training made. Like, so oh, I'm a teacher. It's like, yeah. oh, I guess I'm a teacher. I have this, you know, thing that says, oh, I know what you mean. Stuff. Like, how did she get a degree and stuff? And how are they like, wait, you don't know anything? Uh, she just doesn't know anything Go about her identity. Children. I think she knows math and arithmetic. <laughs> It's, it's focal retrograde. It's focused. Like she just specifically mm. doesn't remember her identity. Mm. Um, so then she, she messes with the kids about her amnesia. I really liked that scene where she comes up in the treehouse and she's like, come to the kitchen. Better hurry. I don't know where it is. Like she fucks with them. She's yeah. She's catty about the fact that she doesn't remember anything. I do think it's cute that those kids are like, she's got amnesia. <laughs> yeah. And then when she says that line, the one kid looks like, Oh, <laughs> that's the thing. It was really, I, I honestly <laughs> thought that worked really well. Uh, and then we're at the Christmas party that she sees that fucking kid trying to steal a cigarette. Raymond. She's like, I will end you Raymond, uh, which comes back again. Everything comes back. Chekhov would have mm -hmm. creamed his pants watching this movie. Uh, and then Hal does a fun little toast where he's like, you know me, I'm a good guy. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't swear. Or oh shit. I, I do drink and, yeah, <laughs> and smoke. So clever. <laughs> it is fun. Uh, like I would, you know, I, I'd let him get in my pants. He's just charming. I get it now immediately. <laughs> oh, what a good joke. I get it. I get it. Um, and then Sam Jackson, uh, <laughs> enters the movie as we think the cop, Sergeant Madigan, uh, are you an ass fucking fan? <laughs> is this where you were in? <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you my notes in real time. Okay. It goes Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, -huh. what is that hat? <laughs> Madigan vice. <laughs> Like, I thought that was his actual name. No, he's a vice cop. Like he, oh, I thought he was like, um, hello, I'm Officer Madigan Vice. <laughs> no, Officer Sergeant Madigan Vice, as then he works vice. And then I wrote, ass fucked? <laughs> Hiring ass fucking? <laughs> he's being arrested for prostitution? <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he immediately was like, we're arresting you for um, prostitution. Now, I know you're not a wealthy man because look who you bought. Like, <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Which is his like partner. And she's like, yeah, you're an asshole. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Samuel Jackson just coming in hot and just shit it all over this poor woman. But her she's crime, in on it. She's in be on clear. It. Her crime is prostitution. That's, that's how you kind of know he's not a cop. Oh, he was a cop though. Anyway, he was, his crime anymore. would have been solicitation. Uh, by the way, yeah. Just throwing that out there. But he's, but the, the two, um, the, the quote unquote de deputies that are with him are actual like homeless people that he has paid to pretend <laughs> to be cops. Freedom is right. Freedom is rights. And the one guy's like, uh, you have the right <laughs> to remain silent. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you say. Uh, so they're, they're extorting, uh, this guy and he's uh, also a private detective who Samantha Kane has hired. And she even mentions like she started out with the expensive PIs and now she's down to the cheap PIs. He's the cheap PI uh, who she doesn't expect to actually find anything. But, I, you know, he's back in the 90s. Sam, or, I'm sorry, Shane Smith would had no scruples. This is why I text you back. Cause you're like, this movie's fucking wild. And I'm like, dude, yeah. Shane Black had no scruples. And Sam Jackson would say He'd anything. say anything. He was the Ron Burgundy of his time. <laughs> <laughs> you put a script in front of him, he'll say it. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> he'll read anything on the teleprompter. Um, and then... Uh, what a, what a, uh, but to your point, like that's such a perfect pairing, like someone who will write anything and someone who will say anything, yes. but it's someone as clever as saying Shane black writing it. And someone as just charismatic as all get out as Sam Jackson. Yeah. Sam Jackson literally said, I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on a motherfucking plane. And people were like, yes, this is the peak of cinema. Hold on to your butts. Hold on to them butts. Slide another butt. <laughs> uh, we cut to Sam driving creepy old man Earl home. 
Who uh, is this man? How much do you, you know, fuck? And she's like, how much do I shove my finger through my other hand? Like, <laughs> what an asshole. And then he does the, oh, let me stretch and grab your boob. I love that he dies in a fiery hellscape yes! just for being a piece of shit. <laughs> just this drunk old dude gets just burns alive. Yeah, slowly, because he's still awake. And yeah. the car's on fire and yeah. you think, oh, she's going to go get him out. No, no. She mercifully ends the deer's life. But lets him burn. <laughs> just, yeah. And then passes out. It's so weird. That so, crash is fucking so, wild. So too. Oh, and that was the other. I think that this crash is when I text you. This movie's fucking insane. Oh, really? Because she's driving him home and, and, and the deer's get, still alive in the window, like kicking the shit out of him. Kicking the shit. Uh, yeah. So she's driving home. He's doing this. He accidentally like, I think he accidentally grabs her boob and she's like, hey, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm and sorry. Then, and then that, um that distraction makes it so she doesn't see this deer and it's like the most insane like deer puppet violently thrashed into the windshield it's kicking around they're screaming they hit a tree she is launched through the open windshield she's not wearing a a seatbelt and she's launched out of the fucking car with the deer yeah and then she gets up and snaps its neck because it's like in pain and then and then he just gets lit on fire in the car and then she passes out and i'm like what is this movie this movie's amazing that's what the fuck it is uh creepy ass earl dies in flames uh, and then the Jersey Correctional Facility is, uh, <laughs> look, my note is, why is how hot she was as Mrs. Claus on the news? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, the city's I fucking know. awesome. The That's city, why. Well, this city, this news is great because did you see what the lead in was to that? To no. They, so before they switched to meanwhile in Hansdale, this really hot. Santa mom. Yeah. Uh, the, the, Santa mommy. The sentence that's ending is like, well, I guess that's it for skydiving Santa. Like implying that there was a Santa that was skydiving and fucking died. And then they seamlessly transitioned. Oh boy. Hot for mommy. <laughs> it's so wild. That's, no, I did not catch that. That's amazing. Uh, and then we get one-eyed Jack, one-eyed uh, Jack, the one-eyed prison man recognizes her, freaks out on the TV and then apparently busts out. Um, and then we see Hal with Sam at the hospital. She's unconscious, uh, but she has a vision of Charlie, her actual identity. Yeah. And they do then, some, it's like a, it's almost like a horror sequence where there's like, a couple of these. Yeah. Yeah. She, they, it's her with her like brown hair, with her M&M hair. And, <laughs> and then yeah she looks into the mirror and she's only she's like all bloody and gross it's like yeah oh, you like being me <laughs> smoke up johnny yeah she's like the real some shady please stand up <laughs> it's me name's charlie by the way <laughs> hi kids do you like violence that's a slim shady song steve <laughs> thank you <laughs> you want to see me stick nine inch nails through each one of my eyelids try sit and get fucked up as much as my life is you saying that in that voice for whatever reason that's spine tingling. Is it? You like yeah. it? Yeah. Like, like in a it. horror movie kind of way? Yeah. You, you could be in the next Five Nights at Freddy's. Hi. My <laughs> name is. What? <laughs> Who? <laughs> what? <laughs> like you're just sounding like sniper town that can't hear. What? <laughs> Who? No, I don't want any M&M's. <laughs> Why do you keep asking me? <laughs> so we see Mitch on the porch with his son, giving him a new toy. His ex does not trust him. Uh, and basically he, he has a terrible relationship with his son in the sense that he's known as a fuck up, a nobody, a thief. 
you know, and I like that he, he kind of plays with that too. And in the way that she plays with her amnesia, you know, the kid's like, you know, I can't take this. Mom will think you stole it. And he's like, oh, come on, son. You know, I wouldn't steal a bike from around here. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do it locally. <laughs> Go out of town and do that. Which is really funny. Um, and then I said, ooh, a beeper. <laughs> oh, I love a beeper. Because he looks at his pager. Um, they found Sam's old apartment. Trin, the, uh, his, his like, um, prostitute buddy. <laughs> I was going to say his partner. <laughs> She's not really a prostitute. She was just willing to play that role. When I think of our relationship, Chris, I, I think of you as my prostitute buddy. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I represent that. Um, so yeah, they're, they're going to, they have more clues to her identity than any other detective has ever found before. Cause like somebody, <laughs> someone's grandmother passed away and she was, so she mm. was the landowner or the, the renter. Uh, I, I guess Gina Davis was like renting at this person's place and like disappeared, but she had her credit card on Charlie file. was. Yeah. And so this old woman passed away, but like, and they found this credit card in a bunch of her stuff Ooh. after she passed away. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, and they're excited to reveal that to Samantha Kane. We cut to Samantha cutting a carrot and then we get the scene where, Oh my God, I'm a chef. Cause she's cutting it super well. Yahoo! Um, and I love the fucking saxophone in the background. This is where, this is the this moment. This is so cheese, cheesy. The moment where I wanted this movie to be remade was the saxophone. Yeah. I get it. It's a, it's a product of its time, but sometimes we the, can do this better. The weakest part of this movie is the soundtrack, like the, the musical scores. Yeah, the like score. At every moment, it's like a little cheesy. I mean, the very end is good. It's fine. It's serviceable. It like sure. works, but like, especially in the beginning, like the choices are like, oh, this is hokey and cheesy, but it could be, like I said, it could be perp intentional. I don't necessarily agree that they went as hard I mean, on They it. weren't concerned about being campy at any Not point, at all, obviously. Yeah. Not um, at all. They've, like the point where she throws the knife into the tomato. And I love that chefs do that. It's, <laughs> it's such a funny scene because she's like chopping real fast. She's like more, give me more. And they're like, she's remembering. And so they're going to the fridge I love and like it though. chucking like how, vegetables and like how supportive her husband is like, Caitlin, chop this. Caitlin, the daughter's like all smiling. saying, here, throw this watermelon at her. Okay. Yeah. And then they just, they just, throw the cat at her. <laughs> <laughs> she just throws a knife uh, at the tomato and sticks it to the wall. And then we're like, Oh wait, this isn't fun anymore. Chefs do that. Knives are dangerous. And we cut to uh, my <laughs> notes. Scary now. My notes are some dude has some dude tied up because it just cuts to <laughs> Timothy and uh, some guy that he's torturing going, oh, shoot me, don't stab me. Uh, and then they find out one-eyed Jack broke out. He gets a phone call and Charlie oh. Baltimore is alive. So the dude that plays Tim, uh, Timothy. What's don't like name? him. What's that actor's name? Somebody who sucks. Uh, Craig Birko. Ah. Birko. Sure. Um, so this dude, he's doing something. Mm -hmm. He's doing low rent Christian Bale from American Psycho. Sure. And all I could think of this whole movie was, God, I wish this was Christian Bale doing American Psycho in this role. How, like, how good would this be? Like this guy who's like, you disgust me. I don't have children. I just want to cut your insides out. Like just so matter. Cause he, he, his delivery is like that yeah. often. Uh, where he's doing almost a newscaster voice while he's like, he's a sociopath evil. Yeah. Uh, but because he's, I don't know. There's something about him where he's like, Oh mom, we have Christian Bale from American psycho at home. And it's this guy. Yeah. yeah. My, my casting choice for the remake is Dan Stevens. Uh, and I stand by that. Uh, I think if you watch the guest, uh, you will be with me on that. Uh, he was in Legion as well. Um, I, I fucking adore Dan Stevens, but I think he would crush that. I don't really like the villain's portrayal in this movie, but he finds out Charlie Baltimore's alive. Uh, Matthew Crawley? Yeah. From Downton Abbey? <laughs> oh, yes, Mr. Crawley. 
So then he- I like that casting choice. <laughs> Thank you. Like I've never it. seen Downton Abbey, so that would not have been my pool. Um, <laughs> and then he tells Daedalus, uh, played by David Morse, uh, who plays Luke. I think- <gasps> I was um, so, I know this is a little earlier, but I was so happy to see David Morris as Daedalus because that dude, he he's in a ton of shit, but he's usually like, if there is a bad guy and he is a bad guy, he's usually like the second or like yeah. the lieutenant. So when he, when he popped up as Daedalus, which he kind oh. of is, I was like, find oh. out. Well, yeah. When he first pops up, I was like, oh, good for him. He's finally getting a chance to be like nope. the, the bride and not the bridesmaid of like v- antagonists in movies. And, but no, he actually is just yeah. the same old, same old. It was a subversion using his, using his reputation yeah. wisely. But he's, but he's, he's a good, like subdued type of villain. Like all of his performances are, are pretty subdued, but yeah, he's good. And you find out everything you need to know about fucking Timothy. And I hate that name too. Uh, <laughs> Like, oh no, Timothy's chasing us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're um, going to be shot by Timothy. But it's like when he uses the knife instead of the gun, which is all the guy asked for. Like, if you're going to kill me, just shoot me, please. Like, what a dick. You, you find out everything you need to know about that character that he intentionally uses the knife. Yeah. Um, like a murderer is one thing, but a dick I cannot abide. No. Uh, <laughs> and then Sam slash Charlie is teaching her daughter how to skate. But Charlie's starting to come out now at this point. Now that she bumped her noggin. Uh, and she gets mean. Get the fuck up, you little. <laughs> Stop being a baby and get up. Life is pain. That's right. Which comes back in the wildest way. <laughs> I did uh, write like, why did they cut away? I want to know if she made it. If, yeah. she, if she skated across the lake, I want to yeah. see. We well, I know. guess because we find out she fractured her wrist. Poor Caitlin. I think girl. she already had at that point because she was complaining that her wrist hurt and her, she was like, shut up. No, it doesn't. And then later, Was Sam, that because she fell? Because she started skating uh-huh. and then she fell and yeah. said, my wrist hurts. And she's like, shut up. Yeah, she, well, had, that's what I'm she had fractured like, it there. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, like, at, Did the, she complete the skate with the fractured wrist? Yeah. I like to think so. She Tanya Hardinger. She's got that gun. <laughs> she Tanya Hardinger. <laughs> <laughs> This episode was sponsored by BetterHelp. Folks, it's 2024. What does everybody do in the new year? They make resolutions. They set goals. How about we don't do that? I mean, you can. It's obviously nice to have goals, but it's also a good exercise to focus on things that you like about yourself. You know, not making all those high pressure goals that you might fail at and just feel worse. You can set smaller goals. And I think therapy can be a good way to access things that you enjoy about your life and focusing on the positive, the gratitude. And BetterHelp is a good way to do that. If you've never given BetterHelp a try, it's therapy that's entirely online. You can do it all from your home and access a therapist by filling out a questionnaire. And if you end up not liking that therapist, you can switch. Again, along with the theme of this ad, uh, no pressure whatsoever. They're not going to have their feelings hurt by it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. Happy New Year, everybody. New Year, new chances to be thankful for everyone around us. And we are so thankful for every single one of our Patreon members. But now it is time to give a special shout out to our super patrons for the month of January. So thank you so much to Sebastian Generale, Sean Callahan, Stanton Valentino, Bryce Coppin, Susie Callahan, Anthony Corona, Infamous, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, 
Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano, Lil Tickler, Svento7, Jay Scramo, Haley Anderson, AK Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Big Butthorn, Conrad, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Peaches, Emmy, Haley B, Joe Velez, Michelle, John Collins, Amber McVeigh, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Sun Loving Mortal, Suzanne Road, Lauren Waller, Jen Robinson, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Orion Moore, Ashley Powers, Stephen V, Casey McCain, and Enza. Thank you all so much. And with that, let's get back to the show. And the next scene, she's upset with herself. I don't know why. I, I blacked out. I don't even know what I said. Plus, her wrist was fractured. Oh, my God. I'm a terrible person. And then fucking carolers show up. There's never a good time for that. But this is the worst time. Uh, I, I love the <laughs> track. carolers ever actually showed up in your life? Or is that never. A, a movie? That is, to me, that's a movie thing. That's never happened to yeah. me. Right in listeners, do? if you think. I, yeah, would, I think you would jam. I would not answer the door. Really? Uh, no. Like you if, like singing. Sure, but like not caroling. <laughs> I don't want like I'm shut the fuck up. I'm trying to read. (laughs) Uh, I do like this reveal because there's like a panning shot of all the carolers. And then I think it's the last caroler. You see there's a shotgun to his head. Yeah. Because at first I was like, that's kind of a weird thing. Oh, okay. (laughs) Not a shotgun. Like a bazooka shotgun. (laughs) Yeah. I love that this guy broke out of jail, which is almost impossible, but I guess it happens. Uh, And then I always wonder, where did he get clothes? Where did he get this gun? Did he have a stash? Does he have friends? <laughs> these are these are questions. I need to know. Uh, but yeah, he's just fucking there uh, and with his giant, massive gun. Before they before he lost his eye, he was known as Resourceful Jack. So that's how he got everything. And he's pissed because she took his eye. We find out later how. Uh, uh, but she beats the fuck out of him, kills him, snaps his neck or something. And then the husband sees that. And she's Dude. like, chefs do that too. <laughs> Dude, this fight scene legit rocked. Uh, not only because there's like the insanity of the fireball thing. And then she just grabs Caitlin cause chucks Ka- her to the like the tree house or yeah. outside. Yeah. So they're, so they had kind of like run up the stairs yeah, and there's like a the landing. Floor. He blows the wall up next to them. So it is outside. And then she, yeah, she chucks Caitlin out the, that hole and she lands into the tree house. That's right next yeah. to the, yeah. Uh, so beyond that insanity, the ruffle rough and tumbleness of them, like fighting and like dudes, like doing this sweet little, like, cocking of the shotgun before he fires it. It's very dirty and raw. And like, it's honestly one of the best action scenes I've seen in recent memory. Yeah. Uh, but then it just ends with, yeah, her, her like breaking his neck and licking her fingers and going like, just do that. <laughs> Shane black is the best at duos. That's his cup of tea, right? Like, so she comes outside yeah. and uh, Mitch has got Caitlin in his car. And then we get the beginning of their kind of duo. Uh, but he wrote Lethal Weapon. This mm-hmm. is the guy who wrote The Nice Guys. This is the guy who wrote Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with mm-hmm. Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. Like, it's these guys who annoy each other and I then mean, team up. Even they, Iron Man 3, they, he teamed up Iron Man with a child. Yeah? Yeah. That's his move. He's like the best at like the unlikely buddies, the buddy cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fucking incredible how good he is at it. Um, but anywho, like I didn't mention Lethal Weapon earlier in the movies that he wrote, which is like one of the best. I mean, I was obsessed with the Lethal Weapon movies as a kid. But you are too old <clears> for the shit. I am. I'm too old for this shit. Uh, and then, so yeah, Mitch has the kid in the car. The cops are super racist because Mitch gets out and the cops pull up and go, freeze! Get on the ground! <laughs> like, I guess, sure, be honest and how it would go down. Like, Please don't shoot me. What the fuck? Um, and then the next scene, Sam's going with Mitch. It's important that I figure out what's going on for our safety and everything. I have to know because he presumably told her I got some info on who you are. 
Um, and then Hal's like, this, this whatever scene, used to be, I'm cool with it. This scene cracked me up because she's saying goodbye to Caitlin specifically. Yeah. And she's like, hey, it's going to be okay. Reaches off screen. Here's a giant box candle. Light it for me every night. It's a vigil. Reaches off screen. Here's a lighter for it. <laughs> Reaches off screen. I have a Sharpie. I'm going to get it right now. Like, does she have a bag just off screen? Is she just grabbing random shit? It's like a hat. She, she pulls she a bunny rabbit. And this is such a small thing it for a movie like you never see this which is why it tickled me so much the fact that she gave her a candle but it's in a box because mm-hmm. most in any other movie they're like here's just the candle yeah no, here it is it's boxed up yeah i'll tell you it's a candle though I'll tell you it's a candle it's easier to get in a i don't prop know candle. why that made me laugh so much but yeah and then she gives her uh, the matches, right? The, the matches she gives her the uh the the, the key script, bracelet everything comes back yes yeah, and, well, the mo. I, and I, I she wrote her phone number on. Here's my cell number. She wrote it on the cast. Now I didn't think the candle, the matches, or any of that was going to come back. But as soon as she gave her the key bracelet, I'm like, well, you just put your daughter in danger right there. That's <laughs> in no way is that going to pan out well. <laughs> the mystery key. Yeah, we're going to need that. <laughs> it cuts to the fucking White House. <laughs> my note is the fucking president. <laughs> That's what I thought. Dude, my note. What's the president doing? My note is fucking White House. Because <laughs> that comes out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, so, it's just the president, like in the White House kitchen. We get some tidbits about a counter assassination agent uh, that has resurfaced or gone missing, and how she's a relic of the Cold War. That's backstory for Charlie. Um, and then she's in the car with Mitch. She gets the postcard that was sent to her old fiance. Is what they think. Uh, and he swerves in a hot jogger at like just some guys do, by the way, it's not, uh, he's like, damn, look at them titties. And she's like, oh my God, they're literally in the middle. We of all talk. do it. They're talking. We, we all do it. They're literally talking about something very important to the, the story. Yeah. And then it just, it's just cut off by him going, whoa, tits <laughs> and almost wrecks. And you then got her beat from the neck up from the neck up with them. T- it's so wild. He just loves big old bitties. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a thing guys do. I'm yeah. Mitch Hennessy. I can't help what I am. Yeah. Yeah, my next note is got to call Nathan. I don't even know why that's in there. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, it was, uh, was it the book? Was Nathan the name on the, yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, like yeah, to Charlie love Nathan. They think Nathan <clears throat> is the, uh, the fiance or something. I don't know. Or it, is Nathan Brian Cox? Maybe it is. Maybe it is, but because the next scene is Brian Cox and that's who she calls. So it has to be, uh, by the way, the lady with Brian Cox in this scene, did you, (laughs) did you clock her? I I saw her. That's the, if peeing your pants is cool, I'm Miles Davis. I'm 90. I didn't even check. I'm just convinced that that's the peeing your pants is cool lady. (laughs) I'm not even going to look it up because I wanted that to be true. I'm 90% sure it is. Um, okay, so Brian Cox is Nathan. Yes. yes. And then Chapter I, they is like Walter. the assassination club that they have. It's called Chapter. Yeah, um, it's kind of like uh, what's what's the, the the organization Keanu Reeves works for in John Wick? Uh, well, the table is who he works for. The table, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like that. It's just an ominous sounding name. But it's a but government this is, this sanctioned is a, one. Yeah, this is a government. This is like a, you got the CIA and then you got the chapter. It's like MI6. Yeah. yeah. Classic spy shit yeah there's this like little bit where like this dog just licking its ass while it's sitting on i, brian I, I assume could, brian cox no one wife's. but brian cox could have delivered that better 
There's something wrong with your dog, Sharon. It's either never going to come dislodged or... It's there for good. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was like two things. It made perfect logical sense. Like whatever it is, whatever he's been worrying at. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, uh, after Pippin's back surgery last year, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's fucked up the way he poops now. Like because he has to arch his back differently. Yeah. So his anal glands fill up like really fast and he has to get them expelled like every eight weeks rather than like every six him. months. But yeah, he, he, every night, like, I know it's time for him to get his anal gland squeezed because he'll do what this dog was doing. He'll just like, buffet's open. <laughs> <laughs> buffet's open. So when Brian Cox went on that little tirade, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm pretty, I feel I'm pretty sure I've said that to Pippin <laughs> before. Whatever's there. Don't have um, my dirty laundry on the air. <laughs> uh, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> So he says they got to meet halfway in Chesterman, New Jersey. Uh, but they had had his phone tapped. They talked about that earlier. Like tap the old man's phone. Yeah. Um, and then it's fucking Daedalus, man. Bad. Uh, and then Daedalus. my next note is hell yeah, Rugrats. Because I think what one of the kids was watching Rugrats. Oh, I missed that. Or talking about Rugrats or something. Uh, I think I think oh she's on the phone with Caitlin and she's watching Rugrats when it, oh. when it cuts to her. I was, big, yeah. I was a big Rugrats fan. Um, you love them, Tommy Pickles. Also in the '90s, you could say things like "close the door" if you're going to smoke, and would think that that's going to be effective and stop the smoke. <laughs> like we had non-smoking areas of the restaurants. Remember that? Oh yeah, it was and like it, oh, smokers will sit in that corner of the room. <laughs> Not smokers will sit all. just twenty feet away that way. <laughs> that's effective. Doesn't bother us at all. Do you think like like young like Gen Z people who watch this movie are like? the fuck is, what, what what's the deal with that like they got to like the door's not gonna help go outside, yeah, go outside. you savage yeah you're gonna um, you're gonna stain the walls and she looks under the old suitcase that was used to be, that was charlie's that she's going through and there's a fucking sniper rifle in the bottom and she like puts it together she knows how uh and then we get the horror movie charlie again in the mirror uh and then she almost shoots mitch when he comes in the room to see why she's yelling um and we find out he was in prison for four years and I love this twist uh, where he tells this sad story about his partner and how the bonds were discovered in his closet. And you think that it's leading up to he was framed by his partner him or something morally. Yeah. And like, that's how any lesser movie would have done it. And she's like, oh, my God, they planted him there. And he's like, no, I stole him. No, I stole it. <laughs> and it's so funny. But he used to be an Atlanta cop. We found yeah. that out about him. And he says he's never done anything right in his life. And yeah. so life was fuck up because when she shoots at him, he's like, I'm fucking out. I don't want to die. You're crazy. I don't want to do this. But like she kind of convinces him like, no, please help me. And he says, like, I've never done anything right. But, you know, you feel like you're in a prison because you can't remember your life. I've been in prison. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the connection where they're like, he's like, OK, I'll help you. Uh, but we're also introduced to this fun little. And I love the way this 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 little tidbit climaxes in the movie. Uh, this little bit where he sings to himself to remind him of things. Put my keys in my pocket. <laughs> da -na 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 -na. Turning off the light before I go to bed. And like, yeah, it was just, just a fun little thing. But when it comes back at the end, I'm like, I, I jumped out of my seat and like did a fist bump. Where does it come back at the end? Like, uh, when you think he's dead, but he, he's like in the, the car of was the, in the truck trailer. Yeah. In the truck trailer. And the music is, <laughs> I didn't even notice you that. You can't kill me motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that, that I guitar remember when he was like, da -na 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 -na, putting the gun in my right pocket <laughs> da -na 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 -na. at the train station or whatever. Yeah. But so they're 10 minutes early at the train station. Oh, I, uh, lo I love this line when they're the walking sharpshooter dick joke. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like, I don't want to shoot my dick off. Oh, now you're a sharpshooter? Implying <laughs> yeah, it's just real, is tiny. It's just real quick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then Timothy shows up. He realizes she really doesn't know who he is. Because he can tell when someone's lying to him. That's yeah, one of his superpowers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, so he, t- he tests her. Uh, and then we get the pocket shot. <laughs> she remembers the guns in his pocket. And so mm-hmm. when the people attack them, she reaches into his pocket and shoots the guy through his coat. That's a cool scene. And there's this thing I don't know where, why the guy has a fucking Uzi though, but at Mitch this, grabs that. At this point in the, in the movie, <clears throat> her alter ego of Charlie will come out as like a fight or flight mechanism. Yeah. And so she'll like, you know, she's, she's, you know, apple pie, it's Samantha Kane. And then the instinct comes out, but she seems to like black out. So the Samantha Kane doesn't remember killing all these people. Or it's like a reflex and she's kind of amazed that she's doing what she's doing kind of thing too. Well, there's a point after this when they're like leaving the the the, the train station and she's like, what happened? And uh, Hennessy's like, I, I, I killed all those guys and saved you. It was really cool. <laughs> like like he, he's taking credit for all yeah. that because she doesn't That's remember. That's true. But yeah, the, these are the worst assassins ever because one dude, you know, slow motion walks right up to her. Clearly he's like got something in his pocket. Probably well, she thinks guy. it's Nathan. Yeah, Waldman, she thinks it's I Nathan. Think. And then the Uzi guy comes up and kills literally everyone but them. <laughs> like he kills like all those poor eight or nine by. civilians just, who just happen to be I there. I love when they're walking into the bus station or train station or whatever too. Like you see that sign that says thin ice. Like I said, everything gets used in the oh, script. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. As soon as they get out of the car, it pans over and it says thin ice. It's just that's Shane okay. Black is unfucking stoppable. I didn't pick up on that. Um yeah, they go upstairs and they're trying to hype each other. He's like, okay, we're going to go out there. We're going to shoot out our way out. We're going to, we're going to, you know, have our, each other's back. And then the grenade runs up and yeah. then Samuel Jack's like, fuck it, run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have to end up jumping out of the third story window and which, and again, that she, grenade is actually a nuclear the, bomb. Yeah. It's such a big explosion. <laughs> and then she ends up shooting the ice as they fall so that they go land in the water. Um, and then they're picked up by Waldman, Nathan, the, the Brian Cox one. character. And uh, he gives her a gun and pulls out another gun. And he's like, how many of them things you got? You know, he's like, I got a third one by my dick because people, guys don't want to touch balls. So they, you know, whatever. Um, Check out ball. Another gun. thing that comes back later. Yeah. Um, and we find out he's the one that trained her and she's a government spy. None of them believe him. Uh, I, I love it when she's like, no, this can't be true. I'm in the PTA. And Brian Cox is like, then correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's something. Like, <laughs> Brian Cox is like a hero. He's I love so him fucking so much. Good. He's amazing. You have to watch the show Succession. I've seen the first three episodes. That is not the show. He's wonderful. <laughs> that is, there's a whole bunch of more that happens. Brian Cox is a treasure. I fucking love that show. Fuck you for not watching it. You don't <laughs> care about me. Um, <laughs> so they jump Waldman and run because they think he's lying. He can't be trusted. Um, even though he just gave them guns and stuff. So I get it that they don't trust him, but at the same time, it's like you could put a few more things together and give him a benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Also them not trusting him results in his death, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and he was trying to help her goes back to her old house, finds her old quote unquote fiance. But then they later find out the postcard is like, government talk that's he's the mark and that's why she knew everything about him he sits down when he pees uh, because she had been (laughs) studying him and he's playing along with it like oh hi honey um i gotta i do a quick aside i'm loving hennessy's outfit during the scene oh with like the purple that that green uh, blazer on like a purple shirt it's like a no it's like a what's the hat though it's like one of these hats but it's like purple, like shag hair on it. It's yeah. wild, it's, dude. It's, it's, he sticks out like a sore thumb, he's but so I confident. love it. He yeah, just he, rocks it. He wears it. What's the, I have the quote, what's your name, Cathead? What's her name, Cathead? 
Oh, I don't know. I don't have that written down. Oh, he's talking about her daughter. He's talking to Sam and <laughs> and Mitch goes, what's her name? Cathead? <laughs> like it's what? Um, but Waldman finds them. And the, one of my favorite scenes in the movie, I shit you not, Steve. Oh, I think I know how he found them. He's got his little notebook and he's like, you put the address right below a phone number and above this phallus you drew. That's a duck, not a dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's so random. It's like he just drew this phallic looking duck on the piece of paper and Brian Cox just points it out. <laughs> That's a duck, not a dick. <laughs> It's so random, but I love it. His little duck doodle is not a dick doodle. It's oh. a duck, not a dick. I don't, I'm not going to stop saying that ever. Daedalus is not Luke. It's Daedalus. Oh no. Yep. Um, and then he does ye old windmill trick as we all would. Uh, instead of simply killing her or anything effective, we're going to tie her to in, a windmill in, in white underwear. Or is that what you call that? A, it's the, the 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 circular thing that goes into the water. Not that a wind. Spins it's, it's a, a it's a mill. A mill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wind is not involved. No. You're right. Correct. You're yeah. correct. <laughs> but you're she's, right. she's strapped to the circular mill, and they're gonna like dunk her into the freezing cold water yes. for like five minutes at a time. Yep. Yeah. But if, yeah. And Timothy's like, you know, she'll either die or go insane with mm. that temperature. You got this. I'm gonna leave and assume everything went well. Because I watched a lot of Bond movies. You think I'm the crony, but really I'm the main villain of the movie. <laughs> the thing about Huey Newton. <laughs> hey, Walter. <laughs> Huey, Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis in the news. And the news. Uh, Waldman's uh, body is in the water, though. And she pulls. Bummer. His, at a certain point, she pulls his dick gun out uh, after loosening her own straps, ropes, and shoots Luke slash Daedalus to death. Um, yeah, we find out, uh, as she's being dunked in the water, we're seeing flashbacks to, you know, what happened. Like, uh, one eye Jack was going to do something with her. He was supposed to inject her with something. He's supposed to kill her. And then he's like, I know she's really hot. Don't try to squeeze her boobs or anything. She'll wake up and kill you. Timothy says something like, I know from experience, she's the energizer bunny. Do her than dump her, which is like, ew. Uh, uh, do her means kill her just to be clear. Yeah. But, but. Jack didn't take it that no, way. No, he did not. <laughs> when I Jack did not take it that no, way. No, he did not. And um, that was his downfall. But he's about to inject her with some sort of syringe, but she like takes it from him and stabs him in the eye. Yeah. And as she's trying to run away, he just gets a lucky shot and hits her like kind of, I guess it's in the head. He grazes her he head. He grazes her head yeah. and then she falls into a cliff and they assume she's dead from there. Yeah. And that's where her amnesia comes from. Correct. But the torture brought Charlie fully back. Yeah. That's what this is. So she comes out, shoots him with a dick gun. Uh, and then rescues um, Mitch, who for some reason has not been killed. He's just like naked and shivering in a cellar. <laughs> they keep not killing Mitch. They need to. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, definitely. They should have done that. They can't. Like, why did they kill Waldman immediately? And like, we might. Mitch might be fun for later. Waldman was a dick and it did not fun to have around at all. I'd imagine. Brian Cox. You don't want um, Brian Cox tied up to a pole just like no. admonishing you for hours because he would. He's Plus, got the stamina. His wife calling, if being in your pants is cool, it's like it's a, <laughs> it's a drag. Um, and then she says, who's Samantha? When he says her name, she no longer is Samantha Kane. The real Charlie's back. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of gunshots outside. Hennessy's down there naked. Then uh, we get the, the shower scene. Uh, you know, the reveal that she's a hot assassin. Uh-oh. Yeah, she's and got blonde hair now. She does the Eminem look, switches back to that. That's her move. Then Hennessy wakes up in this like weird, crazy room that looks straight out of Austin Powers. 
And oh, uh, yeah. he's trying to get ready, but he's like injured and shit. But as he's getting ready, he sees that uh, uh, Charlie has thrown away the photo of uh, Caitlin and uh, Hal in the garbage in Hennessy, being the good dude that he is. Yeah. Uh, pulls it out of the trash hey, and keeps this it. This is your family. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she sees that his wound is seeping. And so she flashes him her tits and then rips it off to distract him. Yeah. Cause he's like, whoa. And then whoop. how cool would the doctor be? If this was standard. <laughs> if this was standard. <laughs> um, and then she's like, I distracted you so I could pull off the bandaid or whatever. And he's like, Oh, I usually suck him in the jaw and you'll pop goes the weasel <laughs> or no. She said that's how she lost her virginity or something, something dark. It's like the same way you would take a virgin or something like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he goes. I usually suck him in the jaw and you'll pop goes the weasel. Yeah, she's, she's talking about like biting an ear to distract. Yeah, it's like yeah. this really kind of gross. It's very dark, dark thing. and creepy. And then Samuel Jackson is so like kind of like flummoxed by. He's like, "What the fuck? No, I just suck him in the jaw and you'll pop goes the weasel." Yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> so she needs to contact Chapter, which is the CIA branch that she worked for, and go back to work as her next move. She's not interested in her family or anything at all, uh, or pretending not to be. Uh, she contacts Mr. Perkins. Mr. We Perkins. We find out he's in league with Timothy. <laughs> I hate that name. Um, Mr. Perkins. Uh, he's got like, it's Operation Honeymoon. We're yes. now old targets of this chapter are now friends and they have to kill her. Uh, so, because what they're wanting to do is basically... Uh, 9-11 was an inside job. Yeah, they're... they're, they're That's they're literally the plot of this movie. It freaked me the fuck out, Steve. Well, they Because they were like, we'll blame, blame it on the Muslims. And well, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, well, they referenced the 1993 World Trade Center yeah. bombing as like the inspiration. Like, oh, we'll just stage a, a, a national disaster, blame it on um, uh, uh, Muslims, and then like we'll get all the funding we need because they're about to lose all their funding from the government right. and they don't want to lose all their jobs. So they're going to kill 4,000 we'll Americans. We'll call the war on terror. It'll yeah. be great. Yeah, watch this drive. It'll be, watch this drive. <laughs> Dick um, Cheney's in the background the whole time the scene's playing out. For sure. Yes. So she's baiting Perkins though. Doesn't actually trust him luckily. Uh, and then she tries to fuck Mitch. Uh, and he's like, I know why you're doing this. To kill a school teacher. Uh, I kind of like that school teacher. And she's mad. I never asked to have a kid. I don't. I didn't want to be a mom. Uh, and then she's walking down the street. I'm not oh, wait, I, I love Hennessy's line because he's like, I mean, he's like, he's like, I would love to have sex with a woman, but like, this isn't right. I haven't been blown in 20 years or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he says something like, call your fucking kid. It's two days till Christmas. Get your shit together. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Bitch. Hell yeah. But she's like, ah, no, I don't want to have a kid. And then she's walking down the street. I'm not even going to repeat her line because oh, it's that, fucking wild. That is an insane line. That yeah. I just uh, literally could not believe that she said that came out of her mouth. Yeah. I, I just wrote Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> the 90s be wild. It's Perkins agent. Um, she kills the fuckers, like three or four of them. Uh, Mitch tries to save her. She's like, I don't need you. Watch. And then she just kills them all. Um, and then she leaves him again. And I love that they're driving away in the car together. And she's like, I've, I've, broken out of Tijuana or whatever she says. It's a European country. I forget what she said. And she's like, I think I can get out of Jersey. And he said, others have tried and failed the entire population. <laughs> That's so funny. Got him. She pushes him out of the car. He just lays there and smokes I, a cigarette. I, I love that. Cause he's literally cars are rushing by yeah. him and could run him over. And he's just so like, ah, this is terrible. Smoking, yeah. Like on his back, laying down. It's great. And then she turns around and picks him up. Hey, we can get rich. Remember that bracelet I, I gave uh, Caitlin at the beginning of the movie? Then wasn't it all like, hey, this is important. Yeah. Well, it's important. We need to go back and get Millions that. Millions of dollars. It unlocks a, uh, a locker box 
in a, what was a, some train station and in it is like a briefcase of money Yeah, and and, and money and fake IDs and they need to get out of the country. And, yeah. that's, and that's why they want the fake IDs. We can be buddies together. Let's go she, pick up. She doesn't want to reconnect with her, with her boyfriend and child. She just wants that key so she key. can get the money and run. I need the key. Come on, get the money and run. Get the money and run. Uh, so they go back home. She finds Raymond smoking while she's holding her so sniper good. rifle. And he remembers that she said she would off him if she caught him smoking again. And now he's like, he's like, fuck. And she just hits the cigarette and gives it back. And he pisses his pants. If, if you tell anyone you saw me, I'll kill you. And <laughs> he just starts peeing his pants. I wouldn't. Why wouldn't he? So funny. Um, so she's looking for the bracelet in the kid's room. Uh, and she ends up seeing her husband and daughter through the scope on her rifle. And it's very on the nose. Uh, her daughter's dressed like an angel. Mm-hmm. And then we get Chekhov's ice skates. She saw them going into the house on the steps. Oh, uh, yeah. Check out ice skates. It never stops, man. Timothy kidnaps the kid when she gets away scot-free with the... Uh, and he says, I, you know, I found your cell phone number on her cast. Dude, that thing he says to the mom that sees him taking Caitlin is so dark. Because his whips... He's, so he's got Caitlin around his on his shoulder and this mom sees him and looks like she's about to be like, hey, what the fuck? You're, you're kidnapping this woman. And he just pulls out a knife and just points it at her two kids. It's like, you're going to lose one of them or you can shut up. And it's like, whoa, that's dark. Unstoppable. And then she's like, I don't care about that kid at all. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Take your time, sir. Um, I like the line that uh, Mitch tells Charlie in the scene as well. He says, maybe Samantha Kane wasn't an act. You just forgot to hate yourself for a while. Yeah. Maybe that's another part of you, right? Uh, So Timothy calls with the kid. Um, They decide they can trace him at the phone company. uh, And they find out he's in Niagara Falls, hence Operation Honeymoon. Uh, she sees that Perkins is with Timothy when she sneaks up there. Fuck, they're in league together. Oh, no. Um, and then they lay down the plan. She expects to die. So she kisses him. Um, and I, I never bought a romance between them at all. But I feel like it's just like a I'm going to die kind of thing. Uh, like there is some a mutual respect. Platonic and, love there with yeah. physical attraction, if that makes sense. That's not anything romantic. Yeah. yeah There's some that. interesting things here. Like she 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 tells um Mitch is kind of asking like, man, this, you know, a lot about this Timothy guy. And, uh, Timothy turns out is the father of Caitlin. Like, uh, yeah. and, and her Perkins work- gives Caitlin Chekhov's baby doll. That's important too, that I didn't mention. <laughs> yeah. I'm I not do. a monster. Yeah. He's like, the, 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 the kid gets a doll to play with on Christmas. Come on guys. I know we're going to kill 4,000 Americans, but come on. I'm not an ogre. <laughs> <laughs> Shrek is, is Shrek out yet. I don't yeah. remember. It's going to be big with these kids. DreamWorks uh, has a chance. Yeah, so um, yeah, Gina Davis and Timothy bumped pelvises, as she says. Yeah, that means they're. Never mind. I'll explain it to you later, Steve. Oh, like Earl was doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a trap. She ends up like falling in the cellar, um, and then has thirty seconds with a thinky face, and then looks at the doll and the gasoline. And, oh, um, oh my! They're captured. Um, Perkins has got his <laughs> politician voice. We need more funding. Like he just immediately, that was weird. Uh, Professor Snape, but you know, that like <laughs> Southern drawl that like all politicians and movies have. Yeah. Um, now I say here, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my constituents, um, I'm but a humble leader of a shady government organization. <laughs> and then my notes are world trade center bombing, blaming all the Muslims. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. then uh, they've got the dead Arab on ice in the freezer. That's where it's, we, she reveals that Caitlin's Timothy's daughter. He still doesn't care. He makes the fridge like 60 below zero. And then she 
snaps into action. It's one of those baby dolls that can pee, I think. And so she yeah. pees out the gasoline and plans on blowing the room outside up with it. Wild. Yeah, um, she wants to see, she tells Timothy he's going to die screaming. Yes, which he will. He will, Steve. Spoiler alert. I love when he goes up. To, so he finally like, okay, now, now that I talk to them, now I'll go kill Mitch. And he goes yeah. into, he goes to see Mitch and Mitch is tied up. And he's like, hey, Timothy, I'm glad you're here. I want to tell you a story about the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> and he just throws a knife at his dick and it's scary. Yeah, knife of the gun. That's his famous ult- ultimatum. Uh, she can't get a spark to, to blow up the shit then she starts crying like oh shit maybe my plan wasn't great but no caitlin has checkoffs matches in her cast don't cry mommy i keep these in my cast to light the candle you gave me mm-hmm. from I the first you. act oh. should we get a dog i actually like that line <laughs> i do too it's so good and then she blows up the whole fucking house holy fucking shit <laughs> and mitch, mitch gets, gets launched out, the window. out the window he's like strapped to a chair he goes out the window through the fucking hotel sign into the tree <laughs> And then ends up having to throw the knife that was in his chair at a guy who runs up to kill him immediately. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't aware he had that knife skill. I didn't Uh, either, but but it was dope. Thank goodness. (laughs) And then she runs out and he's like, you foxy bitch. (laughs) Hot damn. Uh, Katie goes to go hide, but unfortunately in the bomb truck and um, Mitch. Where the fuck is that kid going? (laughs) Mitch wants to go get Katie. He's like, no, I want to do this. I always fuck up. I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do one right thing. Also, one of my other favorite lines. uh, There's people, you know, there's there's people everywhere. Mitch will kill him for me, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Samuel Jackson, I think I read somewhere that um, that Mitch Hennessy is his favorite role he's ever played in his career. Really? Yeah, I I think I think that was on like a a Fallon interview in 2019. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, Cause it's such a fun character. <laughs> Shoot him for me, bitch. <laughs> I love the next scene too. Cause all the bad guys are like, uh, Charlie's out. Be careful. You know, like uh, Timothy's radios, everybody like just stay vigilant. Make sure the truck gets there. And it's literally three seconds later. You hear the guy on the CB after she knocks him out. She's got the truck. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. You guys suck. I, I'm wounded, sir. I think I'm going to die. Continue dying out. <laughs> Please continue dying loser it's funny it's funny to me yeah that is a funny little bit uh and then the fucking brakes go out that's unfortunate of the uh, truck yeah and she is so I, she, I get she it gets, she, they're, they're gonna put the truck in like a uh, a small town that's having like this cr- another christmas parade yeah uh without a hot santa claus mom unfortunately unfortunately uh but she yeah she gets into the truck and like is like gonna drive it away so it'll blow up somewhere else and not harm anybody but yeah the brakes go out and she can't control it anymore it's a chemical bomb so it's got like you can't stop it 30 minutes until it explodes yeah there's no diffusing this thing it's going off no matter what you do so i love though that like it sucks that the brakes go out it's such a movie thing like to add it's a hat on a hat for like a attention field scene yeah but at the same time it's like her character kind of acknowledges that and when the brakes don't work she's like suck my dick yeah. <laughs> it's like crashes the truck which this is the first time in cinematic history where a woman says suck my dick you on think screen. it is a- according to imdb it is oh really it's <laughs> yeah. a fact it's an actual yeah. fact that you found yeah that i don't was know. the the, uh, the trivia i feel like Mar- marilyn monroe probably said that on film though yeah really i just like watched some like, like it hot, hot. <laughs> i just I, watched that it's fucking great i love that movie I love that you so love that good. movie. I didn't know you've seen it. Yeah, I love it a lot. I love Jack Lemmon. So. Yeah. And he's great in that The movie. whole time I was like, how many times have I, I used to watch Grumpy Old Men a lot and the sequel when I was a kid. But it was nice seeing him as a young man and something like it hot. That's where have the story was Have you seen The Apartment? I have not. It's, that's also So Billy Wilder good. might 
I've seen two of his movies, but he's fast becoming one of my favorite directors because I fucking love Sunset Boulevard and I just watched some like it hot. I've and never then seen I gotta, I gotta, Oh, it's so good. I got to watch uh, The Apartment and um, Witness for the Prosecution, I think. Mm. Or the other two ones, the big ones, Billy Wilder ones. Anyway, fucking great. I'm having a great time. I'm focusing on not trying to watch every single 2024 release this year because I watched 151 new movies, new movies last year. It's a lot. That's a good, that's a good number. Like 400, 386 movies total, but 151, 2023 new releases. And like, I like to have the philosophy that like, even if a movie looks bad, I might love it. Even if it has bad reviews, I might love it. But like, let's be honest, 70 of those I knew were not going to be very good. I was just trying to review as much as I could. And instead this year, I'm trying to focus on like, dude, I've never seen so many stone cold classics. You know what I mean? Like I need to prioritize oh, yeah. those <laughs> 316. So I'm going to 316 says Papa Casablanca. <laughs> Casablanca is fucking amazing. I know by you the just way. watched that. Yeah. One. So yeah. good. Any hoozle. That's my goal for this year is to like role play just came out on prime video with, with David Yellowo and Kaylee Cuoco. And there's a new Kevin Hart movie on Netflix. And I just said, fuck that shit. Yeah. I'm watching some like it hot. You good know what I mean? For you. Good for you, man. Uh, it's freeing. It's freeing, Steve. It is. Any hoozle. Suck my dick. The truck, <laughs> the truck wrecks. Oh my gosh. So Every one Caitlin, of you bastards. Caitlin is basically just, she's hidden in a Poor metal kid. box on the side of this I truck. Know. And this truck is ramped, launched into the air and like crashes and falls on its side. Mommy, I hit my head. And yeah. <laughs> Mommy, I hit my head. No, you would be mashed potatoes in that thing. You would be a Caitlin smoothie in there. It would be just goo. Well, she ends up like hitting <laughs> Timothy's car with that wrecked truck. Uh, and then they fight a little bit in like this fucking something tunnel thing. And she's four he, inches. He fall. <laughs> it'll be in you or some shit. Yeah, you'll feel, you'll me. feel it. Yeah. There we go. And then he falls in the river. She climbs out while he climbs out. She gets Katie. He gets a fucking helicopter. Um, and then she, uh, was it Caitlin that says, don't run away again, please. Uh, yeah, she doesn't want her to go away, but yeah, uh, she, she's like, Caitlin, you got to run. Uh, like, before, Caitlin, please run. Don't look back. The truck is a bomb. It's going to blow up before that though. Uh, he, the helicopter shows up and yeah. they're like shooting at her and she kills one of the dudes. That's like, I don't know, in the bay of the helicopter. Yeah. I don't know what we call that big open section of a helicopter. Uh, and the guy had a flare gun and he ends up like flaring himself on fire. And just this guy's like, ah, oh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's dope. It's great. Um, and then Caitlin runs back to her, mm-hmm. uh, which is it's five minutes left. Frustrating to watch TikTok. Uh, and then she says the, the skating rink line, mommy, life is pain. You just get used to it. Quit being a bitch. <laughs> get up. <laughs> Small girl. Wise words of her mother. Uh, and it, but it does stir. It rouses her mom. I, know, I, lo- I hate that. She like had glassy dead eyes and then came back to life yeah. instead of being unconscious and woke up. Mm-hmm. Like her eyes were open and I just, I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, there was a really cool shot where, because the the feds, I guess the other bad guys in chapter show up and they've kind of blocked the bridge on the American we side. We understand you don't want to die, ma'am. Nothing we can do about it. Sorry. Uh, we, we're all going to die if we stay here, but we're just going to make sure you don't escape. I don't know what our plan is. December but 24th was an inside job. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I got, also, I was thinking the whole time, so they're on a bridge that connects the uh, USA and Canada. And nothing's going on mm. on the Canadian side because the Canadians like, hey, uh, <laughs> but you have to imagine there's one like customs guy that works on that side of the bridge, like looking out his little window. Like, What's that all about? What's, what's all this here American stuff going on out hey, here? You can't uh, you can't shoot at that lady. 
Hey, uh, uh, Sarge, there's uh, something going on at the bridge here. Uh, some some woman with a kid just sh- shot a flare gun guy out of a helicopter, mm-hmm. and it looks like the rest of the U.S. military is tell is trying to talk her down. She looks like a like a hot slim shady. Uh, if I had to describe her to you, it would be like imagine if uh, Mrs. Claus was uh, <laughs> hot to trot, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> But uh, um, yeah, so they're they're blocking everything out. There's this really cool shot where you know she gets up because Caitlin sort of giving her the inspirational speech. I like whoever was do whoever was doing focus pool like crushed it because the the cops that they've one bridge are in the focus and then she stands up and it's like immediately like zips focus to her and yeah. the lights go boca. It's it's a pretty cool shot. I don't know. I just wanted to shout. There's that a couple out. cool great shots. I, I mean, I knocked the direction a little bit in this, uh, but it's more like the era that I was probably criticizing, but. There's a, a couple of cool moments in this last sequence specifically, but she's trapped by the truck with two minutes to spare by Timothy's gunfire from the helicopter. And that's when Mitch busts out of the car, <laughs> bleeding, uh, and drives up kill to me, her. Motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, drives up to pick him up, but they can't leave. And then she decides to, to run out and distract them so they can get away. And then she uses the the flare guy that's still on fire. He's just hanging by the light. She uses him as a counterweight to like shoot herself so up. So cool. And, grabs and his gun. Grabs his gun as they're passing and then shoots Timothy. Yep. Who falls out of the helicopter and onto the truck. And dies screaming. Um, and then we get the explosion on the bridge that like lifts up their car and engulfs half of it in flames. They're yeah. all screaming in the front seat. Niagara Falls is a crater now. The second best <laughs> line in the movie is Caitlin going... Don't hit Don't the cars. Hit the cars. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> but also, it's a fucking great line. She would have done like a, do it again. Duh. It's a fucking great line. When they're saved, they stop. It's calm. It's quiet. And he says, you got your mommy's eyes. Don't let anybody tell you different. Oh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. It it's is a good really, line. Yeah. Because uh, when they're in the fridge, she, to try to t- convince Timothy that Caitlin is in fact his daughter. She's like, she has your eyes and yeah. he looks at her and you can tell that he realizes that she's not lying to him. Yeah. But this is really sweet. That's it's so sweet. What Mitch says, like you got your mama's eyes. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Your yeah, dad's straight. Dick. The next scene for no reason to me at all. Gina Davis has the Thelma and Louise look like she's got the thing wrapped around her head and the drop top. Oh yeah. The, yeah. The scarf or whatever you call yeah, it. I don't know. Maybe that's something people do. I don't think people actually did that, but Outside of 1963. Uh, yeah, the, the, the president's calling her while she's driving around yeah. with a with a suitcase full of money. And she's no, like, you'd be surprised how much a teacher can earn. I'm working on that my next campaign. But first, <laughs> uh, health care or something. I don't know. Well, um, yeah, the, even in 1996, they're like, we should shut down this government agency and take its funding and give people health care. I know. That's, <laughs> actually, it hit me that like we've always had the same complaints that have never been addressed. Yep. And it's kind of wild. Yep. Um but then she plugged Mitch with the president. She asked him for a favor and gets him on Larry King. Yeah, uh, he's got, he's taking all the credit for the heroics. Uh, I'm always frank and earnest with women. I'm frank in New York and earnest in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that that's his like ex-wife and son watching. And that's the line he uses to like get redemption. It's, <laughs> I have girlfriends in every state. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Except for the knife throw when they've got their little cabin. Yeah, they have a goat farm or something. And now. Hal's like, ah, oh, I love how you murder. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, his look is so like. You're going to win every argument from here on out. I'm uncomfortable <laughs> with your ability to murder. And that's the end of the movie, baby. What a good script. What though. a fucking ride, man. This well, did was you so like much it? fun. Right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I loved it. I had such a fun time with this movie. 
Becky, thank you so much for your Patreon movie choice. Excellent decision. Uh, I was actually supposed to be a guest on a podcast last year and I like got too busy and haven't even spoken to her since. I feel like such a dick, but we were going to. I had chosen to review Long Kiss Goodnight out of the 10 movies that she sent me. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was one of those things where like, okay, we'll be talking about that in like four months. And then when it happened, when it came around, I was just swamped. Um, but I, I do love this movie. It was so fun to revisit it. Huge Shane Black fan. Thank you, Becky. And thank you to all, uh, yeah, all of you for you. listening. Uh, that's all the time we've got for right now. We've got to go return some videotapes. My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Happy streaming. for me bitch <laughs> <laughs> gonna hit and record on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> gonna upload it to spotify <laughs> <laughs>